0: A new book reveals how to recognize and defeat the evil of communism and other totalitarian regimes like Putin's Russia, The Triumph of Good, Cain, Abel, and the End of Marxism, with commentary by the author, Thomas Cromwell. Chapter 20 Translating Words into Action Reclaiming the Providence for America by Building an Alliance to Defeat Evil When bad men combine, the good must associate, else they will fall, one by one, an unpitied sacrifice in a contemptible struggle. That's from Edmund Burke. First section, The Work That Must Be Done There is much work to be done. Evil will not voluntarily surrender its current position of power and privilege in the world. And as we have noted, it is not sufficient for good people only to pray for an invisible divine force to deliver us from evil. Rather, we have to combine prayer with taking the initiative to challenge and defeat evil wherever it manifests trusting that this action will catalyze the necessary forces of good, spiritual and otherwise, to defeat our common enemy. Each of us faces this challenge in our own lives, and by joining forces with others of goodwill, we can create an effective alliance to expose evil and replace it with good. The goal is not just to win another political contest or another election. With a probability the victory will be fleeting but to defeat permanently the ideologies and practices that are destroying america and world civilization as a whole we have more than enough evidence that marxism and critical theories are poisonous they produce no lasting good but only more chaos violence poverty and death the goal then is to draw the necessary conclusions from this evidence and to take the necessary actions to save and strengthen civilization. Think of the task this way. Imagine standing in the position of a young David facing the menace of an army headed by the giant Goliath. If you succeed in killing the beast, the enemy will waver, crumble and flee. The battle will be won for God's side. Who or what is the beast? Exactly which stone do you need to slay the beast with a single shot? and what sling should he use to deliver that shot? The beast is the monster created by the atheistic ideologies which embody the Cain-type attributes inherited from Lucifer's rebellion against God and the evil social movements and regimes unleashed by those ideologies. The stone is the truth of America's providential mission, which is America's single most important endowment by our Creator. All righteous people can unite within that providence to defeat the many manifestations of evil that are destroying our civilization. The sling represents the means we choose to deliver that truth to the target with maximum force and effectiveness, and most important, wielding the sling skillfully to deliver the stone precisely to its target is the action we must take to reclaim the providence for America and thereby save the world from evil. New section the enemy as a two-headed beast. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings trilogy is a very popular story because it is such an insightful depiction of the conflict between good and evil. The good side is made up of various sentient creatures including humans set aside their differences to confront the common enemy. They are willing to sacrifice themselves in the war to defeat evil. Their leaders, like King Arthur's knights, are noble and chivalrous. The humbler participants in the fight, such as the hobbits, are often simple and unimpressive to behold, but they too are animated by love and willingness to sacrifice for others. Frustrating their cause, however, are those who have, for too long, listened to the whisperings of the enemy and are compromised. They are easily disheartened and often lured into making disastrous compromises with evil, betraying their confederates and sacrificing the lives of others to secure their own safety. The enemy never rests. He is always on the move, plotting the defeat and destruction of those allied against him. His main strategy is to disguise his true intentions behind protestations of virtue while sowing discord and enmity among the forces of good in order to get them to turn against one another. He targets those lacking moral fiber and the resolve to fight for goodness. The ugliness of the enemy's servants and soldiers is essentially spiritual, but it extends from the depths of their rancid, twisted characters to the gross contours of their grotesque faces and bodies. In a case of reality imitating art, the Ukrainians have labelled the Russian invaders orcs after Tolkien's swarming beasts. The enemy's evil abode, Mordor, is literally shrouded in black clouds of death, and he keeps his forces in line with a brutal regime of intimidation and terror, and in the same way that the Iron Curtain prevented East Europeans. From escaping their totalitarian regimes, Mordor is surrounded by impregnable mountains with massive towers located at the passes to prevent escape to the outside world. Our enemy, the two headed beast, is similar. Disguised as purveyors of love and peace, the ideologues of the left and the mandarins of communist China claim the mantle of virtue as champions of the poor and vulnerable, the workers and peasants. The minorities are disenfranchised, but once firmly in power, the beast abandons its disguise and the hideous reality of its totalitarian regimes is revealed. The enemy we face today is found at both stages of its typical evolution, the stage of deception on the way to taking power and the stage of exercising dictatorship to maintain and expand its grip on power. If we are to avert destruction and achieve our providential objectives, we need to confront and defeat our enemy at both stages of his evolution. New Section Defeating the Cancerous Ideology of the Left Throughout this book, we have endeavored to expose the dangers of Marxism and Neo-Marxism. These cancerous theories have insinuated themselves deep into our culture and society infecting education, media, corporations, and government. They have already caused extensive damage to traditional societies built on spiritual and religious foundations. Allowed to continue, the armies of the left will completely take over our institutions of learning and communication. From that position of strength, they will no longer need to disguise their real intentions and will turn to dictating to all of us their fascistic rules crushing our independence and freedom. We must do whatever we can to fight the spread of the pernicious theories of the left. We must fight for free speech. We must fight for religious and intellectual freedom. We must fight to get the ideologies of the left out of education, media, corporations and government. The future of our children and their children is at stake. New Section Defeating Communist China In 2021, the Chinese Communist Party became 100 years old. It has been in power for 72 years. In that time, it has caused the death of as many as 80 million Chinese. Today, it is persecuting ethnic and religious minorities on a massive scale. Its leaders dream of overtaking America and establishing a global hegemony by 2049. To achieve this goal, They continue to steal intellectual property from the industrialized states. With the information they have stolen and the capital they have gained from naive foreign investors, the CCP has been able to extend its economic reach throughout the world and build up its armed forces. We must do whatever we can to stop the rise of communist China. We must persuade our government to start treating China as an enemy, not as an innocuous trading partner. We must campaign to get U.S. and other international banks and corporations to disinvest from China and relocate their money and factories to the United States or other free countries. We must expose and stop Chinese subversion in our countries. We must limit the freedom of Chinese students and business people to take advantage of our free societies to advance the CCP agenda. And we must maintain our military superiority so that china is never permitted to dominate the free world and impose its dictates on america and other nations new section building an alliance for good tackling the spread of materialist ideologies has to be the priority for all good people irrespective of race religion or nationality we can no longer permit our differences in color ethnicity and belief to excuse us from joining forces to defeat evil. This alliance for good must provide a clear alternative to the left, which always tries to exploit diversity to create conflicts and seduce good people to engage in bad behavior. This is a time for wise men and women to transcend their differences in order to save the world from the relentless advance of evil. New Section An Interfaith Imperative All too often, religious groups are obsessed with how they differ from other religious groups based on issues of doctrine or practice. These differences are of little consequence if you are unable to practice your faith freely, which is the case in all totalitarian states. Within Christianity, for example, the many denominations have no excuse for attacking one another in the face of an atheistic enemy That will destroy them all if left to wield power as it wishes more broadly suspicion resentment and hostility among the children of abraham the members of the three great monotheistic religions must be set aside for the sake of creating an alliance of the righteous to defeat evil an alliance that embraces all people of faith and good will think of it this way when fighting in a war the race, religion, or ethnicity of the soldier fighting beside you is of no consequence. The same principle should apply in the battle of good against evil. To build an effective alliance against evil, it is necessary for those on the side of good to find allies and thereby multiply their strength to achieve victory. The Interfaith movement is now over a century old, and dialogue among people of diverse religious beliefs. Is a well-established feature of our world as beneficial as this is it is time for interfaith groups to awaken to the lethal danger posed to all religions by the spread of marxist and neo-marxist ideologies and the establishment of communist regimes after all once marxists have taken power it is too late to prevent the persecution of the faithful and the destruction of religious institutions people of faith should be in the vanguard of those fighting communism and critical theories. New Section A Multidimensional Engagement with the Left Our response to the left should match its multidimensional character. We are not just confronted with bad policy and misguided political parties, but also by truly poisonous ideas and an extremely dangerous regime in communist China. Hence, we must integrate political-slash-economic and ideological responses with spiritual and providential alternatives. The left derives its power from ideology and the acceptance it enjoys from academic, media, and political institutions and groups that have embraced that ideology. To reduce the power of the left, this cooperation must be cut off. At the same time, the leftist theories must be replaced with virtuous ideas and effective solutions to society's ills. Here are some general considerations that can serve to guide our multidimensional responses to the left. First section, political and economic dimension. A wise political strategy begins with recognizing how you have gone wrong and then fixing your approach accordingly. The goal should not be to revert to the good old days. When you were in power but to recognize that you have to do better if you are to avoid future reversals in the present time this means recognizing that the contest we are engaged in is not just a matter of republicans versus democrats but of fundamentally different ways of looking at our existence and the world the immediate evidence of that is in the democratic party agenda which is increasingly influenced by radical socialist ideology and programs and threatens to undermine the individual freedoms that have been purchased at such a high price by our ancestors. Since the Democrats like to claim the mantle of America's founding principles, we cannot expect that making that claim ourselves will be effective. We need to bring other arguments to bear. Domestic Policy In a war, it is treachery to side with an enemy that is bent on your demise. In politics, too, it is not a virtue to be a maverick and side with the opposition. In the name of my partisanship, if doing so means compromising basic principles of government and individual freedom, those who truly believe in freedom and democracy must be firmly united and unequivocal in their opposition to the left. Socialist policies must be overturned at all costs because they inevitably lead to authoritarianism, injustice, and the loss of personal freedoms. A righteous political party must provide a big tent for people of all races, religions, classes, and ethnic origins to work together towards shared goals, but it should not embrace ideas that are inimical to freedom in order to capture a constituency. The agenda of the left must be defeated so that all future differences between parties fall within the wide compass of shared, able-type values and principles of government. Until that is achieved, the conservative movement must vigorously oppose the ideas and agenda of the left. Foreign Policy Washington's foreign policy is of critical importance to the whole world because of America's mission as a worldwide able country. Retreating from this mission is irresponsible. Rather, United States foreign policy should be guided by overarching able-type ideas, policies, and behavior, including championing freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and free markets, helping the less fortunate, protecting the vulnerable, defending the righteous and oppressed, spreading liberty and just government under the rule of law, and confronting and defeating Cain-type ideas and regimes. Being richly blessed, America is in the position to lead the world in establishing righteous governments and in forming alliances to protect these governments. It should also oppose all governments and organizations that exist to destroy good governments. It is emphatically not the mission of America to spread leftist ideas and programs that are destroying faith-based civilization wherever they are implemented. America should not be party to organizations that are controlled or unduly influenced by the enemies of civilization, such as communist China and Putin's Russia. Top of the list is the United Nations, which can only fulfill its true purpose if it embodies able type principles and unequivocally opposes all cane type ideologies, programs and regimes. America should lead in opposing and working to defeat the cane-type regimes of the world, first among which is China under the CCP, followed by Russia under Vladimir Putin. It should lead in preventing the normalization of international relations with these countries, in ending international investments in these countries, in stopping the international intimidation of other states by these countries, and in stopping military aggression by these countries. At the same time, America should lead a global initiative to build new partnerships with countries that are still relatively undeveloped economically. These partnerships cannot depend on aid, but should be based on investment and trade that respects others. In particular, this applies to Africa, which by the end of this century will be home to one-third of the world's population. China has already made deep inroads in Africa and many other developing countries through its Belt and Road Initiative and other so-called aid programs. The strings attached to Chinese investment and trade can only mean trouble for these countries and a proactive campaign by America and other democracies to replace China as the leading business and development partner for emerging economies will bring these countries new hope and protect the world from further communist Chinese influence. A new section. The intellectual and ideological dimension. The ideas and programs of the left have spread throughout the institutions that shape our culture even though they have no basis in science. To end their influence in the political and economic arenas they must be pulled up by their roots. This means they must be fully understood and explained critically from their philosophical foundations to their malign influence in changing social norms and shaping radical policy prescriptions they must be countered and replaced with credible alternative theories that are based on faith and science educational curricula must be overhauled to remove the damaging of false marxist and postmodernist theories media must be held to account for its leftist biases and government must be held to account For the harm caused by its radical policies and laws in america the democratic party is heavily influenced by leftist ideology as reflected in the socialist policies of senators like bernie sanders and elizabeth warren as well as house members such as alexandria ocasio cortez and ilhan omar their radical policies such as the green new deal and massive social welfare programs were incorporated in the democratic platform in the 2020 election and are largely being carried out by President Joe Biden. Simply put, the side of good must starve the left of its support by boycotting all its intellectual and ideological products and replacing them with good alternatives. New Section The Spiritual, Religious and Providential Dimension By denying the existence of a Creator and a purposeful creation. The left makes itself the enemy of the divine and the good. This atheism is the root of the evil that besets the world and has caused immeasurable injustice and suffering. It is the cause of division, conflict and war. The spiritual nature of humanity is not only the wellspring of love and goodness, it is also what gives us the capacity to become fully human, to fulfill our potential. Our culture is flooded with the unhealthy and outright harmful influences of the left, which by design are intended to undermine the religious foundations and morality of society. Movies and TV programs are full of politically correct language that supports unprincipled behavior and promotes the sexual revolution, all the while encouraging disbelief in the divine. Pornography has deeply infected society, snaring many faithful believers advocates of normalizing homosexuality and transgenderism have had enormous success in getting their agendas accepted by hollywood and the mass media while homosexuality and pedophilia have had a devastating effect on catholic seminaries and the priesthood even sports teams and competitions are now held hostage by radical leftists who are trying to use them to divide society And undermine patriotism. These culturally destructive influences can be made to die out only if our consumption of them ends. In their place it is time to reintroduce a spiritual agenda to the nation, reawaken a sense of the transcendent forces that have shaped our history and continue to shape our lives and our world. This means renewing a common awareness of America's providential founding and mission and honoring the sacrifices that have been made on behalf of moral and patriotic ideals. The America First and Make America Great Again slogans were aimed at mobilizing a renewed patriotism in America as founded. But we cannot simply go back to the place where we lost our way once before. Rather, we should recognize that America's providential mission is not just for itself but also for the world, And that it is the fulfillment of that broader purpose that will secure the values we treasure for future generations we need to regain our hope for a better world for too long we have had to suffer the dystopian portrait of the world painted by the left the miserable people behind that dark future from rousseau and marx to Marcuse and foucault can never provide the vision of a bright future that is so close to the hearts and minds of good people everywhere we need a new great awakening new section a personal mission throughout this book we have focused again and again on the vital importance of personal responsibility as the key to the fulfillment of divine providence but what does that mean for us today it means first and foremost learning the truth about the agenda and ideas of the left It means exposing and opposing their ideas whenever possible. It means boycotting their educational and cultural products, and it means calling out policymakers who promote the prescriptions of the left. Finally, it means having the courage of our convictions and standing up to criticism and even ridicule. In summary, our primary responsibilities at this time are 1 to educate ourselves so that we are truly enlightened and understand what lies behind the ideas and activities of the left. We must learn to recognize and oppose them wherever they may manifest. 2. To do whatever we can to stop the spread of Marxist and Neo-Marxist ideas and replace them with constructive, godly alternatives. 3. To do whatever we can to end the regime of the Chinese Communist Party, and its network of institutions and corporations that are so harming the world and to support the liberation of the Chinese people from communist rule. New Section To Fulfill America's Providential Purpose The belief that America was founded for a providential purpose is a powerful source of inspiration that should guide our choice of ideology and shape our political agenda america has in many ways already lived up to its promise as we have discussed and the fact that it has not been perfect should not deter us from being confident in its continued importance for the world after all there is no other country that can play the able role needed at this time there is now a new war to be fought by america and its allies it is a war of ideas of good versus evil ideologies and systems of government and it is a war against the communist juggernaut, China. America's current mission is its most daunting yet, and the world needs America to lead in the creation of an alliance of good forces to counter and defeat evil once and for all. This is a responsibility for America, but it is also a responsibility shared by the rest of the world. It is all too easy for other countries to criticize America But when trouble strikes, it is always to America that the less powerful look for help. So far, America has not used its enormous wealth and power to conquer countries and build an empire. On the contrary, it has used them to help those in need. Other countries should follow this lead and share in the common mission to rid the world of destructive materialist ideologies and regimes and replace them with ideas and governments that contribute to human well-being and authentic progress towards universally desirable goals. We are at a critical moment in the long course of human existence. Do we just accept the corruption and relentless decline of our civilization as our most cherished institutions are subverted and destroyed? Or do we turn and fight? The future of our children and grandchildren is truly in our hands. We must fight. This is the moment for righteous men and women of courage to stand up for true justice and true equality in the face of the perfected Cain ideologies of the Marxist and neo-Marxist left. This is a moment for individuals like King David and Gideon, St. Paul and Luther, Joan of Arc, Patrick Henry, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and Winston Churchill, men and women who are ready to risk their all For the sake of god's providence perhaps joan of arc is the most inspiring example for us today she was an unlikely hero an illiterate french peasant girl who lacked the educational connections to influence anyone yet guided by instructions from above she was so convinced of her purpose that she moved a whole nation into action leading it in a fight for freedom as churchill wrote of her joan was a being so uplifted from the ordinary run of mankind that she finds no equal in a thousand years she embodied the natural goodness and valor of the human race in unexampled perfection unconquerable courage infinite compassion the virtue of the simple the wisdom of the just shone forth in her it was joan's unbending determination to obey god that changed the course of french history It was a similar commitment by America's founders that prompted them to sign the Declaration of Independence that concluded with these words, With a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. The noble spirit of America's founders still lives on, but it must be rekindled and refocused on the real enemy today. We need modern day heroes with the courage to confront false ideologies and harmful policies in all fields of endeavour, from politics to science, academia, media, sports and the corporate world. In World War II, young men stepped forward to defend Britain when it seemed impossible to prevent a Nazi invasion. Many died and many more were gravely injured, but Britain was miraculously saved. Today we need the same type of courage to prevent the further advance of the left and communist China and to turn the tide of human events towards the fulfillment of divine providence. We are not yet called to race to our spitfires and hurricanes and take to the skies to prevent invading armies from overrunning our country, but we must be willing to be criticized, ridiculed and cancelled by those who are destroying our country and the world. We might lose our job or reputation, but this is the hour of decision. We must stand up and fight the left so that our children and their children can live free in a world of goodness. As Winston Churchill said, What is the use of living if it be not to strive for noble causes and to make this muddled world a better place for those who will live in it after we are gone? End of chapter 20